0: Thank you for tuning in on Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with comic Rory Scholl. Rory Scholl, how the hell are you? I am great. Thank you. Good. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I know I follow you online. You're at Instagram. You're at Rory Pancakes, which is hilarious. But That's you're me. also at one of your projects is the Trump Statue com. Yes. Fuck yeah. We're going to talk about that in just a second because I see that gold statue kind of stuff all over your Instagram. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is cool. But Thanks. real quick, also on your Instagram, <laughs> On your Instagram, I saw a picture which is instantly recognizable to me, and you said he's still one in a million. Thanks for the condiment love, and let me tell you, Juan is my favorite sandwich guy. So you're you're a Juan guy.
1: Oh man, he's the best. I li- yeah, I used to live in the same building as the lunch stop where he works for years, and would go <laughs> over there daily. So. Um, but I moved down the street a little further, so I don't see him as much. But he's the best. Yeah, he'll always put condiments and heart condiments or put, I, I love
0: you. you really? Know? I don't think he does that for me, bro. And so you're saying this is the one that's by a story of Soundworks, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's fucking cool. He doesn't do hearts for me, but he did this thing where um, I moved away from there. I used to live right by there, so he used to make the best sandwich. And I went to this place near my new place, and it didn't have. Um, you know, more expensive, less meat, and the person making it didn't have a mask or gloves on. Uh. And so I went back and I told him and he he was he was laughing and stuff, and he thought it was so funny that he repeated it in Spanish to another customer. And then they, that customer went around and he was repeating it in English to everybody else in the bodega. So it's fucking hilarious. Like I was like, Man, this guy's making me bilingual with my my story about the the maskless sandwich lady. Yeah. But yeah, he's such a fucking. If I lived there, I'd still be getting sandwiches there. And then oh, I go
1: over. He made a special version of pancakes. He called them man cakes. Made man cakes. <laughs> me. Uh, I I I do Santa Santa every year at various events. And I went in there uh, when he had his son, and he took a picture of me with his son when I'm dressed as Santa. Which made sense later, because a couple of weeks later, like, 11, he drunk-dialed me. <laughs> talking about football. I was like, how the hell did you get my number? And then I was like, oh, right, I sent you the picture of your kid. And so,
0: oh, wow, dude, that's yeah. fucking hilarious. You have a relationship with Lunch Stop Deli that I do not, or, or Juan, because you... I mean, they're like, you know, first of all, he's bringing his kid to sit on your lap as Santa, but also he's putting putting hearts in your fucking thing. He's butt-dialing you. That's a relationship.
1: They, they may or may not have security footage of me from new year's eve five years ago with no pants on that <laughs> is, it's quite possible that that happens but
0: yeah dude and so once i saw that it immediately bonded me to rory Scholl because i'm like dude you can't go wrong with one let me tell you okay. and are you walking your cat there on a leash
1: i i did it's we're a couple blocks too far from my cat only goes in maybe three three square blocks here
0: Okay, dude, that would be adorable for me to fucking see that. But yeah, tell me—I see this on your Instagram, and it looks like it's a, a big time thing that has its own website. Tell me about the Trump the Trump Statue Initiative.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's a group of artists uh, put together by this director uh, Brian Buckley, who does a lot of commercials and some movies and stuff. And you know, he's—it's uh, everybody's very passionate about um, getting Trump out of office, and his whole thing is—you um, know, Trump likes these these statues of losers so let's give them something, <laughs> you know so we travel around the country and we do these living statues and um so far we've gotten really positive response we just did one in new york last week i think
0: yeah yeah and if you look at it it's like he's uh so it's kind of like silver robot man or something but you guys are actually like I, is that you that's on this golf cart painted in gold
1: yeah, I play Trump in the statues. That
0: is so fucking cool, man. It's It looks so lifelike. I mean, it looks like a perfect statue. You don't know it's, I guess, not lifelike. It's well, it's not. It's so statue-like, meaning you don't know that it's a person.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if you get on, like, Reddit or we were in Newsweek, some of the comments that um, the Republicans have, I mean, I guess we're fooling them. Because they're like, we should go down there and tear them down. I'm like, we walked away, <laughs> dude. We just walked away. I <laughs> don't have to That's do it. that.
0: Dude, if they found out that was real, they would fucking shoot your face off. Let me tell you, they're such a – they're dudes. But I guess you you pose. So, meaning, like, it's not just one pose. Like, you will move. Like, I see you – no, I guess in both pictures I'm seeing, you were pointing off into the distance with a golf club. And so, you just stay in that one pose the entire time.
1: Yeah, well, for as long as you can. And then we kind of, you know – that golf club is a real golf club and I, and I'm heavy and I mean, it's heavy and I'm heavy and I, it's uh, but it, <laughs> I, my core strength was not as strong as I thought it was. So I, I did have to switch arms every once in a while for the
0: golf okay.
1: club, but we'll try to do like three or four statues each time. Um,
0: uh, that, then, I mean, what about the base? I mean, you guys are on this base that looks like a marble stat, you know, a marble base or something like that. What is this base that you're, yeah, you're your sitting stuff. on?
1: It's just sturdy wood, but it's pretty light because, um, you know, sometimes we'll have to set it up fast and then throw it in the back of the truck and drive away. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it all looks really good, great. He, the artist, he got to put everything together, know what they're doing, and can do it really fast.
0: Wow. So how'd you get cast as this part?
1: This was, this was just an event company I was working for doing character work at parties. And then they were like, can you... What, you know are you on board with this message and i was like oh hell yeah i'll do yes i'm in so (laughs) it's coincidence just from a a, but now that we're in like everybody gets to uh you know contribute and um and uh it's it's great just being with a whole bunch of like like like-minded people um, that are against this presidency and, and with good reason.
0: Yeah, and what do you, What kind of reaction are you seeing from kind of the on, onlookers? Are they just immediately drawn to it? Do you have a bunch of people just kind of gaping at it and, and yeah. you know, lo- looking really closely at you, even if they can see you breathing? And is it hard not to show your breathing, et cetera? How still uh, do you actually stay? We
1: only stay, you know, maybe for 10 minutes at a time. It, it's more about getting the shots and getting the, um, the pictures out there. Um, we're not like it's not set up like in Times Square with a tip bucket where it's like, oh, they moved. <laughs> which which now that I think of it, that's not a bad idea. But um yeah. uh yeah, the response has been pretty good. Our first one was in DC and I didn't, you know, I didn't know DC was um, as blue as it was, and we kept we got a lot of people coming up saying thank you for putting this up, taking pictures with their kids and things like that. Wow. So not a lot of not a lot of pushback. Here in New York, I guess we got a couple Trump twenty twenty you know, shouts when we were in front of Fox news, which is pretty obvious, but other than that, pretty, pretty positive so far.
0: Good. Good. Well, let's, yeah, let's hope you stay safe and nobody gets too irate about it. But yeah. And in the meantime, I think, you know, of course you're a story based, I think, because, you know, you had Juan. And of course, I think you've been at QED quite a bit. What can you say about your, your stage time at QED and, and has it carried over into the backyard thing they got going on?
1: Well, um, yeah, QED, we just had our fifth anniversary in November. So I was, um, working there for right. the past couple of years yeah it just sucked we you know we, of course we got shut down when everything else did but then we reopened um around the fourth of july and because we do have a patio space in the back and we were social distancing you know we we had maybe 20 people out there
0: yeah. everybody
1: had to wear a mask the tables were far apart we wiped down the microphones in between each comic which is something you don't you know you don't think about really but um and then I guess Cuomo decided that uh stand up comedy was not a safe or essential form of entertainment, so we got shut down again,
0: even outdoors in the back,
1: even outdoors in the back, yeah, what? And now and and still, the update now is it's still not the only like you can have i guess these parking lot shows are popping up, and I'm not sh- exactly sure how that's working when we have our own patio, yeah. but uh, they're letting like trivia hosts and things like that and karaoke, but not comedy i don't think he understands what what that what comedy is i guess i don't know yeah
0: and and, and are they doing the same thing with the park shows or are park shows a lot
1: no the park shows are going on so so,
0: they, so they're just being penalized the fact that they also have a comedy club right next door <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. if you were just a patio you'd be fine but if it's a patio attached to a comedy club you're penalized
1: wait a minute you're right we should call ourselves a coffee shop Maybe
0: with... <laughs> yeah yes but I suppose yeah, if, if you have a liquor license, you know, I mean you're not allowed to do it out back. That's fucking crazy, dude. That's yeah. one of the say one of the safer things. Yeah, I was in their podcast studio. Have you ever been down in the basement with their podcast oh, yeah. studio? Yeah, yeah. And so that thing, I was doing, you know, eighty eighty comics out of there in 2020. And the the last couple days, man, it's like uh, you know the cancellations got more and more because people it got more serious. Like that Saturday night is when they shut the NBA down. Yeah. And so the cancellations yeah. just went nutty. But because it's so small because I'd be laughing my ass off at the comics who come on, like, that's the most dangerous thing, man. I'd be the fucking, (laughs) I'd be the super spreader, you know? We would almost need to air it out in between and shit like that, because it's small. You know, it's supposed to be. Super spreader
1: podcast hour, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I I hope I didn't, you know, the last couple days with the last six comics or so, I hope I didn't... um, you know, I don't think I've had it, and I don't think anybody else has had it, but if anybody has it and they come into contact with me, I'll probably get it, and everybody else I come into contact yes. with will, and then, of course, everybody at the mic that night will, so <laughs> I'd be yeah. one of the super spreaders in the comedy community, so it makes sense that that would be shut down, but the back looked super safe, I just assumed. The back it
1: was was great, and we, you know, the neighbors were on board, we would shut down around 10, so I don't know, I don't know.
0: And so, yeah, what kind of stuff were you talking, like, you know, so you, you worked at QD, but you played there, too. And what kind of, um, you know, what kind of shows were you on? Were you just hopping on whatever show would have you, or did you have your well, own show I would run,
1: I'd, like, run the door and uh, ticket sales and things like that on my nights off. And then I was kind of in charge of, like, the improv. We would do, um, I had a monthly improv show there, and then we would do a yearly um, improv tournament where oh, we would well. had duos from all over the city come, and we'd have sponsors. And it was a big week-long event, which was great.
0: Um so we did a lot of that and what yeah. kind of improv people were coming on i guess i guess probably joe leonardo was probably there Astoria story based imp- improviser i don't know if i know joe okay yeah i thought yeah i thought he's he's pretty juiced into the improv scene i think but yeah who, who were some improvisers who were uh you know regulars at the astoria qed improv thing
1: um i don't know if you know jason specklin or kathleen armenti we'd have a um... A lot of people from, like, the, like especially with two, probably we'd have people from The Magnet and The Pit and UCB come out and, like, battle each other for, you know, uh, best
0: duo. Um, I
1: don't know, Phil, uh, Philip Markle. You know Philip Markle from the brooklyn comedy collective would
0: come out no, no like i've heard of all these things and i probably yeah. have had people from each. like like had somebody from you know used to be earlier and people on the pit all the time yeah some recent improvisers and i just learned so much like like i've I had such a limited and shitty experience trying improv oh. and anything any of these studs tell me i'm like really you can do that in improv <laughs> so yeah what's something that kind of you know makes Rory show great at improv like what you know what do you enjoy about it what um you know, what can he teach me about it that makes it more fun to watch? Like, what are some in- advanced techniques that a beginning troupe wouldn't display? You know, you see some of these beginning troops, and you're like, that just seems like a bunch of theater kids who want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, the great improv, I'm like, you know, I talked to Patrick McCartney, and he was a big improv teacher, and he's like, oh, no, you can you can take a beat. You can be silent and silent improv. I'm like, really? I didn't know that. And I had Curtis I, Rutherford, and yeah. Curtis Rutherford was like, I think he's in L.A. now, but he's like, oh, yeah, and you can leave the stage and come back. And I'm like, really? <laughs> You can leave the stage and then come back as a different character. <laughs> I didn't know. Like, so yeah, yeah, what are some advanced techniques that you appreciate about improv that maybe a beginning troupe wouldn't have locked down?
1: Yeah, oh, I know Pat McCarty. We we worked in Centralia together for a little. Oh, while. oh yeah, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I played guitar for him. Um, I guess it's just listening. You know, that's the main thing. Is so many people want to get their own ideas out, especially when they're first starting, and yeah. and that makes it really hard for four people to come out and each set the stage with a different thing because they're not listening to each other. So you don't have to be talking heads all the time. I mean, um, you know, just come out and really pay attention to what what each other is saying because the audience will pick up on it too if someone comes up and says, hey, mom, and you're like, no, I'm not mom, I'm your sister. And they're like, okay, we already don't care what you have to say after this. You know, it's like you have to listen and believe uh, your partner. And the audiences as well, you know, you can read a room. It, once you start getting up there and, and can read a room, you can tell, okay, we're we're going in a good direction or we're not, or, you know. Um, I used to do that I worked on a cruise ship for a little while and did improv. And uh, every night, you know, you got people from all over the world. So that's kind of fun, finding out what the audience wants,
0: you know. And so, so does that come like, okay, you know, this person said this, you know, kind of, you know, threw this idea out it got a little bit of a laugh. The second person tweaked it a little bit and it got no laugh. So let me go ahead and tweak it a little bit further. Like meaning, you know, if the, the response is poor with somebody's like idea, does it affect, how how kind of divergent you get with your tweak you know if you're the third person talking or whatever and you saw that the second person didn't get as much of a laugh as the first person is your addition to that scene you know a little bit more divergent than it would be if the whole crowd was laughing at the second guy well yeah
1: and you know you don't want to drop what the first or second person said either because then that's just a train wreck too you know right. you do your best to follow up and you hopefully well, by the time the third person gets on the first and second you know you guys realize what's what's going on yeah. and and all pulled together but you know yeah it, it definitely audience reaction will change a, a, a direction of a scene like that yeah it's just important not to drop anything you know if yeah. someone's up you know Dad died on the Titanic, and then Dad walks through the door. You're like, oh, okay, well, that
0: <laughs> might pick up on the continuity error there. Um, and, and how does that mean? Is that just kind of, because you, do you do stand-up too, or basically improv? Uh, I host a mic,
1: but I wouldn't say I'm a stand-up comic. I got I did stand-up comedy for a long time when I grew up in Dallas. Okay. It was uh, I did that right out of high school, and it was, you know, I could do it. It was a smaller pool you know so i can get get more work out there you know uh okay. yeah but is there on. any
0: is there anything about being in a giant pool that kind of turned you off you know to me the the fucking you know the mics you know going to three mics you know taking trains to three mics and night would be fucking soul sucking to me if yeah there was a couple of comics in the audience only and they were looking at their phone the entire time
1: yeah oh the mics are they're dreadful uh yeah, yeah. so i went from going you know when i When I would work in Texas or in the South, you're you're booked Wednesday through Sunday, you're one of three comics and you get paid, and it's you know it's a pretty pretty sweet deal. Uh, Yeah, and And a real
0: audience, real audience of normal people paying attention.
1: You know, the Looney Bins, I did the uh, the Funny Bone tours and all those, so it was real audiences. Um, And then yeah, you come up here and you're one of sixteen people, and you know you're all talking about the same shit. Like
0: yeah.
1: To be a stand-up, you really have to have a point of view, and a, you know they don't want to see another schlubby white guy talking about you know, comic books and jacking off again. You know, <laughs> it's like great. So unless and you so,
0: it so is it that is that you know, when I had my cap He's he I think he said something like his his personal stuff is becoming more relatable. You know, he's not uh, you know, now that he's I think he's getting married or something like that, it's he's yeah. he's becoming more relatable just because as a person he's doing, you know, more normal things, I think. You know, did you find that I mean, is there a little bit of disappointment there that you can't you're like, oh shit, I like the same thing as these motherfuckers? Like, should uh-huh. it ham, hamstring your your ability to do it? I mean, couldn't you tw- you know switch off into you know, I suppose observation will, would be just as crazy, but you could go up there and improv, like, uh, that's almost, it's just sad to hear, like, somebody who, you know, appears the same as other people on the bill, you know, doesn't yeah. feel like you're going to do stand-up as much as everybody else.
1: Well, you can, and it's not like, oh, wow, wow, I'm going to take my ball and go home. It's like, it wasn't just, it wasn't something I was interested in, you know, and whereas improv, I love improv. It's different all the time. You get to play with the audience and, and you know, what comes up is genuine, Um I mean, yeah, and you know, maybe it's a little bit of being lazy on my part, but I just didn't want to tweak it enough. I wasn't I wasn't interested enough in doing it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, you gotta love love it in order to find a little, like, little place. I know yeah. what I'm
1: saying is important or funny and this is great. And you know, it's just like, you know, I could string together a set for a certain show or I'll yes. do certain things, but to do it over and over again it's just, you know, that's just a discipline that I that you know, I just I didn't have when I moved up here. Whatever. yeah
0: yeah yeah and I, said, I think I said that to Amanda van Nostrum, something like uh like why would I want to at best, like at your very best, you're getting up and just repeating jokes that have already gotten laughs all the time, like why would I fucking want to do that right right, and yeah. I suppose you're also working in b material, and I suppose at the moment something becomes something that's kind of neat the discovery of oh holy shit if i say these things in this order people are laughing that's probably a cool moment and maybe you're just hanging your hat on you know oh shit there's another joke i'm gonna try today but at its best i would think it would just be kind of repetitive
1: i mean it's good to have it in your pocket like if i had to like hey get up here and do 10 minutes or something you know i can do it but i just i would i just enjoy improv so much more just for that reason because it's different every time you know i was in musical improv troops for a while too and that is just when you do an improvised musical and then people get off You know, you get off the stage and people were like, there's no way you guys wrote that. That is such a good feeling. Rather, even better than if we had written it and come out and did it, you know?
0: yeah oh my gosh no yeah it's super impressive and things like that and did you had ali gordon on who said something like she enjoys the fact that she can be somebody else like if you come out and you say you know i'm a dog of course you're a dog they have to accept it it's not like sketch or something where they'd be like no you're going to you're obviously this looking girl you're going to be cast in this sketch as this looking person like so you like the fact that it's different all the time but do you also like the fact that you can play something else or not
1: yeah, I love playing. My favorite character plays is, is stupid, just a dumb character <laughs> who doesn't get it, and he just has these awful one-liners. You know, he's still listening to everybody; he's still part of the story. But you you throw in the one-liners when you can, and you just, just playing a stupid character is very uh, relaxing to do. Yeah,
0: and so how would you do that? Like, you, we go into the Juan, we go into the Juan Bodega, and uh, we've never been there before. How would you act stupid with Juan?
1: You know, uh, I. Just uh, grab a can of food off the you know, and <laughs> start eating beans out of the can and just not realizing that you're doing it. You know, just or, ha- do- or
0: have him make it right here. Could you you cook up these beans then? I'm, I give you the can. Is that what we do? Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just 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 acting ignorant. It's just there's something about being that dumb is relaxing. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah. I, I can't do 15 minutes of stand up as an idiot. You know, I don't want to do a character in stand up. Yeah. Improv is totally is totally different.
0: And I mean, is that why you're so good at being Trump? Because he might be a little bit dumb. Maybe. <laughs> but you've never done like a Trump character on stage or whatever.
1: No, no. The scowl, after doing the scowling for like an hour in one of these statues, <laughs> it just makes me it makes me angry.
0: <laughs> so, like. Oh gosh. So it's actually so personally. Like I fucking hate it. I mean, yeah. you know, on your Instagram, um, uh, you know, are you doing any online comedy here on the Instagram? So if we fire up some of these videos, it's you doing you know improv or sketch what can we expect from these front facing videos of yours on instagram on Rory like, pancakes
1: they're just stupid they're they're what i you know they're uh, the result of five white claws and uh, an edible at 2 in the morning uh, <laughs> i mean always after i post them i get direct messages hey are you okay do you need, do you need money do you need sunshine what's going on
0: yeah. you're living a life dude Oh, White yeah. claws, edibles, front-facing videos, and then you take your cat on a walk to Juan to make you, what, man-cakes, does he man call
1: pancakes, Man-cakes, yeah. And so what were
0: they? And is that where you got your name, Rory Pancakes, and how did you get that name?
1: Uh, no, I've always had Rory Pancakes, I, and that, that's my handle on uh, on PlayStation if you want to play Grand Theft Auto <laughs> online with me, Rory Pancakes, I'm on there.
0: <laughs> and why is that?
1: I Honestly, I don't remember how I got it. I think <laughs> it was one of my first emails, and I was just being a... Uh, Jerk about it and just put Rory pancakes. But it, it stuck. I do enjoy pancakes. Um, yeah, what
0: were the man that Juan made?
1: They were just giant heart-shaped <laughs> man-cakes, pancakes with uh, a whipped cream arrow.
0: And are we sure Juan isn't in love with Rory?
1: I thought if I lived in that building, he he was going to kill me. I, was, I just met the man who's going to kill me. This is it. Really?
0: Um, because-, no, because he's so obsessed with you with this fucking heart-shaped shit?
1: yeah that and you know we were in the same building so occasionally he'd knock on my bedroom window and i open it and he just like it was a drive-through we just start talking and my cat would come up he start talking to valentino i was like okay
0: wow and i think sometimes he might just be kind of you wonder if he's practicing practicing his english
1: i no i don't know no he's he's pretty good it's mohammed you ever talk to mohammed there he's the other practicing. dude
0: the guy's ringing up people
1: yeah, he's so funny. He only has two phrases. He's like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? How you doing? What's going on? Every time, I'm like, I'm good.
0: And oh, now yeah? he's got his young son working there to the point where it's like he's trying to bring him along, and some people are impatient. But uh, you kind of exchange looks with, with that guy, and he's, he's like, yeah, i got to teach the kids somehow.
1: Yeah. No, those guys are great there. I, I need that video of me on New Year's Eve, but other than that.
0: Uh, well yeah so what what can we expect next where we're tracking at Roy pancakes on instagram here and of course uh the trump statue initiative is just kind of a gig you got and you're perfect at like what can we expect as far as comedy content when are you going to get some white claws and edibles in you for, for the next comedy video
1: i don't know what time is it we'll do it. <laughs> yes, right 3:30. 30. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. um uh, right now you know i'm um the main thing i'm working on i'm lucky enough to have an online gig with a company called the big quiz thing which is um it's a a game show for corporations that we used to do live. Used to travel around, but now we've found a really good Zoom format, and uh, so that's my main gig right now. Which is what is
0: it? It's it's kind of sponsoring. It's it's funny way to bring uh, I don't know, branding to life or some shit. What is it?
1: Yeah, it's not it's not even uh, like a brainstorming thing. It's just a legit game show. Like we, I just did one for the um, Environmental Defense Fund, and we did one for loyal University, and it's just people get on. They get on our website. It's a PowerPoint presentation with the audio and video clues. A lot of pop culture we can sprinkle in. Um, you know, um, questions about specific things if you want. But it's it's um, yeah, it's just a way, just a just a way for companies to, to play together. We used to, like I said, we'd go to either bars or their offices and set up,
0: and they always had food and drinks. When I, I don't get food and drinks for it now, I just sit. <laughs> and are you the host? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to Google that right now. What's it called? The quiz what? The big quiz thing. The big quiz thing, and so if people yeah. want to see Rory host this thing. They yeah, go to yeah. bigquizthing.com, and how often can they see this?
1: Uh, well, like I said, it's not a live show. It's a, we get we get hired, so um, okay. they can hire us. Yeah, or uh, based the the boss is based out of San Francisco. We've got about eight quizmaster hosts that do this all over the country, and uh, uh, so
0: it's like corporate trivia, team building, and so you'll go around to companies and do this for them.
1: Right, yeah. But I can also do it, you know, for personal people, birthday parties, um, you know, quinceaneras, whatever you got.
0: Do I'll, do, I'll do it with my pants off, like Santa Claus at the bodega.
1: That's, that was not the same day you were going to get me in trouble, no. <laughs>
0: but also you can pay attention to him on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Rory Pancakes. Rory Scholl, thank you so much.
1: Thank you.